the salvos. I'm gonna lock my heart and throw away the key. I'm wise to all those tricks you played on me. Have you ever asked the question, why did such a bad thing happen to such a good person? Brian Quinn, Human Resources Community Services Manager, joins us for a bit of a roundtable chat about why bad things happen to good people. In instances like in the news recently, that teenage girl who died um, because she was in a car that someone was driving as a drink driver. Mm -hmm. Innocent victim of, uh, of somebody else's behaviour. Yeah, there you go. And you were mentioning some quite uh, extreme examples from history. Yeah, well, I was talking about uh, Thomas More, uh, who's well known to anybody uh, who, with a, a uh, interest in English history. Thomas More was uh, uh, a, an advisor to Henry VIII, um, who uh, was a, a very strong Christian uh, person with uh, strong ethics. And uh, when Henry VIII decided to um, separate from, from the Catholic Church and set himself up as the head of the church in England so that he could annul his marriage, Thomas More challenged him. And uh, the result of all that, of course, was that Henry, in spite of his friendship for Thomas More, uh, had him executed. Wow. And, um, yeah, Thomas More was faced with that obvious choice, agree with me and, and live, or disagree with me and face the consequences. Well, he stuck to his ethics and disagreed. Uh, it cost him his head. Can you describe a bit of the man that Thomas More was? A, a very good man from, from all, all reports. Um, um very upright, uh, very concerned, uh, very strong views. Um, Jonathan Swift, who wrote Gulliver's Travels, described him as the, uh, I think it was, the, the person of the greatest virtue that that kingdom ever produced. Wow. So that sort of gives you an idea of the calibre of the man and, and how well respected he was in the community. And I guess that's the other point with, with these sorts of things. When you take a moral stand, it doesn't matter... Um, what you're standing in the community is, if you uh, if you upset the powers of the day, um, reputations count for nothing, um, um, respect counts for nothing. Uh, you're going to uh, um, reap the rewards, I suppose, or pay the consequences. Might be a better way to put it. It's interesting, actually, because that's a very similar example to what happened to the man called John the Baptist. Absolutely. Uh, John the Baptist, uh, one of the reasons why it, it occurred to me was I was looking at John the Baptist and, uh, and again, you know, he challenged King Herod when Herod married his brother's wife and, uh, and told him that it was unacceptable, it wasn't an appropriate way to behave, it wasn't, in fact, adultery. And uh, Herod's response to that, although he considered himself John's friend, was to throw him in prison. And, uh, and then, eventually, through the machinations of his wife, who also held a grudge, um, had him beheaded. So again, you know, you've got that same choice. John was well respected in his day, considered one of the great prophets, but uh, that uh, didn't help him at all uh, once he challenged the king. Wow. And uh, as he wouldn't back down, again, he paid the consequences. And it's that old, uh, I guess that old story that uh, um, bad things are going to happen to good people um, if, uh, if they choose to stand up for what they believe is right. Tell us about Biko. Steve Beaker, he was an extraordinary character in, in my view, and uh, and 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 possibly one of the the, the saddest stories um, that um, I've, I've come across. Something that uh, uh, I probably the person who first made me aware as a young person that uh, that there are bad things going on in the world and racism is a horrible thing. He was a uh, a civil rights activist in South Africa during the apartheid period. Um, 
who refused to be silent. Uh, he was banned from a number of organisations that he wanted to join. And um, as a, a black African, of course, he suffered from apartheid and segregation. Uh, he refused to be quiet. He was eventually picked up by a police car in late August 1977. Three weeks later, while still in custody, he died as a result of the systematic beatings uh, he received while he was in custody. And uh, no one was really charged over, over his death. It was, what can you say, beaten to death. It's ugly, it's brutal, it's horrible. Yeah. But uh, the bottom line is uh, his legacy lived on because his death focused world attention on what was going on in South Africa. And he became, a, I guess, a, a bit of a beacon for people who were fighting for the rights of people there. And uh, it seems to me that uh, his death was sort of the beginning of the end of apartheid. Um, it really focused world attention on what was going on. Yeah. And um, his legacy lives on. The world got changed. And then I guess there's the ultimate example of someone who did good was Jesus, who um, healed so many people. And then the way they treated him in the end, I mean, the reports of guards punching him in the head, you know, and then the way they crucified him, it's like, you just can't believe it. It is a bit mind-boggling, isn't it, the things that people can do to each other. And and I guess, you know, like Steve Biko, like uh, Thomas More, like John the Baptist, Jesus challenged the the power of the day. The things that he was talking about and doing made the power brokers feel uncomfortable. And uh, so... Uh, they persecuted him the same as they had those other people. But I guess that ultimate sacrifice of Jesus and uh, and his death in such a horrible way and his great act of forgiveness, being able to carry himself with love through all of that, is is what's created our relationship with God now and gives us all the chance uh, for eternal salvation. And um, And that creates the promise that in spite of all these setbacks, in spite of these these persecutions and these, the evil that happens in the world, eventually justice and, and, and tolerance will, will uh, win the day. Yeah. Uh, but it will take time. That's right. Brian, thanks for your time. You're very welcome. I'm going to lock my heart and throw away the key. I'm wise to all those tricks you've played on me. One of the challenging things Jesus said was recorded in John chapter 14 where he said about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.